Welcome to They're Playing Our Song, the podcast where your song becomes our song. I'm your host, Robert Perry Cruz, here with nobody. It's just me on this special solo robbery episode. Uh, So this month is my birthday. Uh, My birthday's coming up pretty soon. And I said, hey, why not just pick four songs I totally want to talk about? Anyway... So today we're going to talk about one that I really wanted to talk about. It's pretty personal to me. And rather than make someone awkwardly sit across from me and pretend they want to talk about the song rather than just be embarrassed for me, I thought, why not just do it by myself? And then nobody needs to suffer but you, the people at home. And you can always pause this or, you know, do something else while you're listening. So it's not quite so weird. The song we're going to be talking about today is A Lack of Color by Death Cab for Cutie from their 2003 album Transatlanticism, which is probably their most popular and certainly most critically acclaimed album. Now, the album itself is sort of a number of songs about relationships not working or relationships being strained by distance. Uh, There are a couple other songs on the album unrelated to that necessarily. Uh, Lack of Color really being a pretty great breakup song. Now, I know what you're thinking. This song is special to me because I listened to it a thousand times after I got dumped. And to be honest, that probably wouldn't have made it uh, my song. It would have just made it a song I listened to a thousand times after getting dumped. And in fact, though this song does have a little bit to do with a relationship that did not work out, it's not really so much a song uh, about how sad I was after our relationship ending, so much as being sad about the end of one chapter of my life and not really understanding what the next chapter was going to be. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's let's go back a little bit to uh, the song. Now, the first thing I want to do is talk a little bit about the song itself, and then I'll talk a little bit about why it is my song specifically. So hopefully you've heard the demo version on the website. Uh, I was not able to find a real video of it, or I found a couple live versions, but the demo one was probably the closest to the album version itself. So if you were going the free option, uh, you heard the demo version. So it's a little bit different than the studio version, but not not so much that it uh, completely changes the song. A lot of the key components are there. Uh, Now, the song itself is pretty simple musically. It's mostly uh, singer-songwriter Ben Gibbard playing on the guitar, just sort of plucking along, and uh, his longtime collaborator Christopher Walla, Chris Walla, doing uh, some piano and some harmony. And it's pretty sparse in terms of the musical arrangement. You've got your guitar, you've got kind of piano lightly chord courting in the background. It's mostly just the vocals until you get to near the end of the song. And the first uh, stanza is sort of a a funny scientific take on uh, looking at someone you love and thinking about your relationship. Uh, You know, the idea of, well, not the idea of, but the actual biology of when we see somebody, they're actually upside down. that's That's how our eyes take up an image and it's our brain that processes it and flips it around that's pretty literal though certainly if you you didn't remember your your high school biology you'd think that was a weird lyric the next lyric's a little bit different the idea of the relationship having a lack of color so the relationship itself not being special or important and the singer making the case that it's not an issue of no color no 
no spark, no specialness to the relationship so much as the relationship is so special that it absorbs all the all the spectrums of light. Everything about life is captured in this relationship, according to the singer, and that's why it doesn't seem like there's any. Kind of the idea that black is uh, not so much no color, but black is the the shade that our eye sees when all the all the the all the colors of the spectrum the visible spectrum are absorbed by an object so technically they have all the colors and that's why we see it as black whereas if something is just you know red it's because it uh it's absorbed it's uh it's reflecting reflecting the i'm not going to go into the science too much because i don't remember it but i do know that black is all the colors are absorbed are, are being absorbed so instead of it being no color it's every color and it, the metaphorical color you know the pieces of life that make up a relationship so that as far as the singer is concerned this is an amazing relationship but of course as far as the other person in the relationship most likely most likely the singer's girlfriend or spouse uh, there's there's nothing there's nothing there anymore there's nothing about it that that makes it worthwhile to have that relationship so that first uh, the first verse is very much kind of those scientific acknowledgments of uh, looking at what's going on around us to sort of as sort of a metaphor to the relationship the second the second verse itself is 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 pretty on the nose uh, but it does paint what i consider a really good picture of sort of what it's like following the end of a relationship so you've got the singer he's sitting alone realizing that uh, the way he feels and and he's he's not not making it up but the way he feels is you know being alone and you know, just sort of having, uh, you know, his girly mags running around because he's, you know, he's, he's a lonely guy. Uh, <laughs> so he's, you know, looking for ways to sort of pass the time and, and, you know, he's not with anybody else. So he's sort of trying to find other ways to, you know, find, find aesthetic beauty in the world around him, I guess is one nice way of putting it. And nothing's doing it because being with that special person is more important than anything else than, than any other way of, uh, you know, finding, uh, any sort of emotional stimulation. It's only going to come from this special person. So everything else doesn't matter compared to this, this former, former girlfriend. And, you know, he's getting drunk. He's calling her up very specifically at 703. He's leaving that message on the machine, the embarrassing, the embarrassing drunk phone call, just letting her know that, it's his fault. He realized that he didn't he didn't make it worth staying. It was his fault. That's why the relationship failed. And that's always very sad. You know, that sense of we do a lot of breakup songs. Most songs are breakup songs, I suppose. But the idea of this 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 relationship ending and it being very specifically uh, the singer's singer's fault and his realization that things are not going to be as good as they were, at least right now. I mean, as we all know, anyone who's been in a, in a breakup knows it's it's a terrible, terrible feeling. But that too shall pass. But at the at the moment, it just is very raw. It's a raw emotion, and the singer, you know, feels rightly depressed and upset, and feels like nothing is going to replace what has been lost. And the saddest part is that he could have done more. He should have done more. It's his fault. The relationship didn't work out, which may or may not be true, you know. But in the context of the song and in the singer's mind, it is. Now, uh, I think. One of the things I love about that second verse, even though the lyrics themselves are, they're painting kind of a, a an interesting picture. I think anyone who's been in a breakup kind of has has lived some 
some aspect of those those lyrics. It's really the musical the musical kind of uptick. So certainly there the piano comes in more, the guitar comes in more, the melody itself, which is kind of sweet and quiet, becomes much louder. It it almost takes on a bit of a minor key, but I it, it doesn't really I don't believe it changes keys. It really just becomes more plaintive in the singing. Chris Walla comes in. Chris Walla, if you've ever heard him, he had a solo record out of around this time, I believe, uh, has a really very thin voice. Not not in a bad way, thin voice, but it's a very it's a very light voice. And when he does the harmonies, and he he must be doing it sounds like almost you know barbershop uh, bar some of the barbershop tones, you know, finding those those notes that go together in ways that aren't traditional harmony. So some of them, you know, if you're trying to do the harmony of some songs, sometimes it's easy. These are are not the easiest harmony notes, but the way they go together, they don't clash, but they really add to just the sad feeling of the song, just the way the Chris uh, Chris Walla and Ben Gibbard's vocals go together, the, that harmony piece. It's it's finding combinations of notes that for some reason they just have this emotional tug of this is just so <laughs> so sad and it always gets me when they go in there i just ugh, you know i just i just sort of you know when, when i want to know what love is comes on the radio and you just want to scream those lyrics i just you just pull into yourself and you just you know you want to kind of cry out the lyrics yourself about how sad it is how sad it is maybe it's just me but hopefully some of you felt the same way uh so it that's how the song ends then it kind of goes back to the the pluck guitar strings the simple melody and then ends with a repetition of it's fact, not fiction, for the first time in years. So sort of that that singer is sort of alone with his thoughts again. And having, you know, all many of us been in breakups, there is there is the idea that it, it's going to get better at some time. And maybe this cathartic drunken phone call was sort of the, the last bit before he starts to pick up where his life left off and move on. But it doesn't change the fact it's super duper sad. Uh, this album also does a funny thing. In that it has this sort of underlying, like a hum, almost like there's something wrong with your radio throughout the first song, and then Lack of Color, the last song. So if you just, if you're listening to this on CD or or vinyl, it's just going to start again with that sort of, that underlying background noise. It just starts again and builds right into the album, and it sort of reminds me of the Beatles album Revolver, which for many years I thought was about a gun, but uh, when they re-released them... uh, the, the album's all in CD. They had these little mini mini documentaries, and the idea was Revolver is not a gun so much as it's a record that is so good you want it to keep playing over and over, keep revolving, uh, which we don't really think about with CDs. We certainly don't think about with, with MP3s and digital music anymore. So I did like this kind of throwback to the idea of a record you're going to want to listen to again, and that's why the sound just builds right back into the first track. So that's kind of the... The, the educated discussion of a lack of color. Uh, it's, or, or, sorry, I think it's just lack of, just lack of color. It's, you know, pretty simple, sad breakup song. And why is it my song? Well, it's pretty. I talked about how the last, you know, the last part with the harmonies just has this heartfelt, if you've ever been dumped or you've ever been in a breakup and you've ever been in that post-breakup funk, it, it is is really tugging at your heartstrings and you feel that song and, and the best songs have a relevance to us personally. And one of the reasons that this song is included in Rob is because it is a very autobiographical song for me. 
in that I first heard of Death Cab for Cutie right after college. So I was home after college and that sort of, I don't have a job yet. I just gotten a job. I was making very, very little money. And I got a call from my uh, girlfriend from college. And we'd, we'd broken up in a long time since we'd been together. I, it, it wasn't like the relationship had ended the same way that, that Ben Gibbards in this, in this song had. It was just sort of ended. And it was, uh, you know, my my ex-girlfriend started talking about all the interesting things she was doing and all of the trips she was taking and all the new records she was listening to, specifically Not A Surf, who we actually talked about way back when on this show, and Death Cab for Cutie. And, you know, I sort of just nodded, oh, that's great, isn't that nice? And, you know, it's not like my life was in the in the toilet or anything, but I had just started my new career as well. I was in a different environment. It was a difficult job. You know, I was starting out as bottom of the rung in severe special education, which is a hard job. And I was finding it, you know, finding it difficult as, as you find any first job out of college. And I was making pretty much nothing. So I really wasn't able to do very much with my time. And so I was getting, you know, acclimating to, I'm not in college anymore. This is my job. It's hard. It's kind of making me sad. And just sort of hearing about this from an ex-girlfriend. Again, not not that I was pining over or was trying to get back together with. It just was an old relationship. And just hearing it from that source, it just really put into stark contrast the fact that the life that I had as a young person was over and the life that I was going to lead as an adult was just beginning. And there's a little bit of excitement to that, but certainly hearing it from your ex-girlfriend, it almost sounded like, man, it sounds like your life's going really good and mine's not getting where I need it to be. And so it was, uh, it, it was a bit of a slap in the face. Not intent. I'm sure not intentional, but that's how it came out. And, you know, two things happen when life slaps you in the face. You can either curl up in a ball and die, or you can say, F that, I'm going to do something about it. Since I made very little money and was just starting grad school and just starting a new job, I wasn't going to suddenly invent anything. So I did the next best thing, which was, I'll show my ex-girlfriend I will become a much bigger fan of Death Cab for Cutie than she is. <laughs> and thus, my impotent plan to make myself feel better began. Uh, I did not buy Transatlanticism first because that would be too obvious. Instead, I bought their second album, We Have the Facts, and uh, We're Voting Yes, which is an excellent, excellent album. I probably would have talked about some of those songs, but I felt this one captured the emotions I was going through at the time. Uh, so I consider it more autobiographical than anything from from uh, We Have the Facts and We're Voting Yes. Though you should totally listen to that album too. And then I worked my way up to Transatlanticism because you don't want to... I didn't. I, if I started with Transatlanticism, it just felt so transparent. I was like, oh, I was so sad about life and I got to show people. No, no, no. Start with the second album. Not the first album. That also seems a little too transparent. Second album though, it seems like oh, I'm just trying something new. Then you work your way up to the big hit album, which is how I got to Transatlanticism. And, and in listening to Lack of Color, really felt that it, it it captured some of the way I was feeling. Not so much in that I was trying to recapture a relationship, but just the idea of, of something being over and that it will end, that that feeling will end, but it isn't ending now and it's sad and that's okay. And that was just very comforting to me at that time. And I have loved that song ever since and really seen it as that and that album as a kind of a, an epilogue to my my life before I was an adult. And some might say that I never stopped 
I never became an adult, but hey, you know, legal, <laughs> legally and financially, I've been an adult for quite some time. So that is why Lack of Color is my song. And a uh, funny postscript, I had just met my now wife, Diana, who's you've heard on the show before, uh, a little bit a little bit before this. She'd just been a, uh, someone I'd met from work and hadn't really thought much about uh, outside of, oh, what a pretty, pretty lady. And very soon after that was when, you know, we, I fell in love with her and she, we, when we'd hang out, we'd talk about albums and she turned me on to Ben Gibbard's side project, The Postal Service, who, uh, whose album Give Up was, you know, an, again, another hit. Everyone remembers such, well, a lot of you probably remember Such Great Heights, the big single off that album. And so it was very funny that this one album, Transatlanticism, became the epilogue to one chapter of my life, whereas another Ben Gibbard album, Give Up, sort of signaled the beginning of the rest of my life and certainly came from my then just kind of acquaintance and coworker and now wife. So again, interesting time. So I've always had a really soft spot for Death Cab for Cutie. Seen them a number of times. Uh, big fans of theirs, even though uh, some of their songs are a little more juvenile than I remember them at the time. It still has a very special place in my heart. It's a very special band for me. And, and I think that's the case with a lot of the songs that, that we pick as our songs. But let's get to that question. Why should it be our song, not just my song? Well, again, like so many songs, the best ones capture that emotion, that feeling of what's going on for us or what has gone on for us. This song is very sweet, very easily listenable. But if anyone's ever been in a breakup or been sad or been in a point in their life when something has changed and they feel very alone, I think this song is incredibly comforting. The idea that other people have felt this way, the idea that it's okay to feel that it's your fault, that that it's fine, that that happens, these things occur, and just have kind of a nice, beautiful, simple way to express it is a really good healing tool. You know, the best part of, one of the key components of getting over anything is realizing that it's going to be okay. When we don't realize that is when we have trouble. And I think this song is a really nice way to remember it's sad, but it's going to be okay. I feel like we have a lot of songs like that, don't we? We need to we need to get some peppy songs up <laughs> up here on the show. <laughs> In any case, oh wait, that's next week sneak preview. In any case, I hope that listening to me babble on about this very personal song to me uh, it hasn't been too off-putting, and that you now consider "Lack of Color" by Death Cab for Cutie our song. Aww. Well, anyway, thanks so much for listening to my solo episode. Uh, now. This is technically the last February that we'll have an episode, but don't worry, there's still one more week in Robbery in which we will end with something a bit more upbeat and kind of captures the next phase of my life. Uh, don't worry, the show is not becoming the uh, Robert Perry Cruz tells his sad tales of woe through song show. It's, it's going back to some of our regular uh, guests and visitors. We actually have some new folks coming on, which I'm very excited about. So please bear with me for one more week of self-indulgent podcasting. I appreciate it so very much. Uh, thanks to everybody. We've actually had a, a couple people write in with ideas for songs, which is shocking to me. I really never expected this to ever get beyond just my close friends. So I appreciate everyone who's written in. Uh, many of you will be hearing yourselves talk to me on the show in the next few weeks, which is excellent news. Uh, even if we never have new guests and it's all the Rob Perry the sadness train from now on the fact that at least a couple people listened really cheers me up 
on a on a cold winter day, though it's been relatively warm. So that's doubly warming, I suppose. Temperature and <laughs> and guests. Well, if you are interested in learning more about the show or you'd like to join us here on the show, this is a show for everyone, and we'd love to hear everyone's opinion. You can email me at rob at playingoursong.net. You can find us on the web at playingoursong.net. You can follow me on Twitter at playing underscore our song, which I have totally been posting to. Uh, it's not always about music. I try to keep it keep it on music, but you know I have been known to tweet at uh, Ikea for their terrible carts. They did not give me anything free, though. I thought that was how Twitter was supposed to work. How disappointing. And you can check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash playingoursong.net, which uh, mostly just links to the posts. So if you're just on Facebook, great way to get those posts, but uh, not necessarily the best way to hear super interesting ramblings and to uh, be be a part of the conversation whenever we have conversations. If you uh, wouldn't mind, you certainly could subscribe to us on iTunes. And you know what would be great is if anyone would m- m- mind writing a review of the show. Uh, it's been a pretty close-knit group of folks, so they just tell me to their face, your show's terrible, so thanks, guys. But, you know, certainly it wouldn't hurt to write that sentiment down on iTunes. You don't have to, but it would help. Uh, also, if you've been listening to the show for a while, it's been really nice to hear uh, positive feedback from from some from new folks, but I'm not really a social media maven. Uh, I don't have a huge, huge reach outside of just people I know and, and you know, kind of talking to people online, and it's always a lot of nice people there. So if you've been enjoying the show and you wouldn't mind checking with somebody or somebody else who loves music, kind of turning them on, letting them know that it exists. I think most people have enjoyed it, which is is, is really nice to hear. Uh, maybe they won't, but even if they hear an episode or two and get a sense of what's, what's, what's on, I, I very much appreciate that. In any case, thanks everybody so much for listening. Tune in next week for the final episode of Rob Rary before we get back to our regularly scheduled Uh, different people talk about songs every week sometimes it's just me but until then thanks for listening and remember it's your song so play it long and play it loud bye everyone this is fact not fiction for the first time in years